Fab Radio International. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle light years ahead of its time. An epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome back to Starburst Radio with me, Mike Royce and Mr Chris Hayes. Hello. We're the publisher and editor of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest running magazine of fantastic films and television. Nearly said movies then. So close. Very close that. Should it have been movies actually? Longest running magazine of movies. Fantastic films and fantastic movies. No, fantastic films. I was, that's the alliteration. I was yeah. like, magazine and movies. Yeah. No, we'll have been through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah we didn't just pull it out of There's our a reason. There'll There's be a, a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Film be. sounds better. Well, we're, we're back. We've been away. It feels like it's not been that long. It, we, we said we'd be back a few weeks ago, but we've just had too much going on. Since we got back, we obviously I went, I went off to Russia, came back forty eight <laughs> hours later, had to leave. Go, um, we all went to uh, Vegas, and we we're over there for a while. You will have got a if you're listening on podcast, you'll have had the special podcast we did while we we're out there at Caesar's Palace as usual. And now, if you're listening live, you've not heard from us for a for a while. So. I don't know how long it's been. Is it? A month? Five weeks, six weeks, five weeks, I think, something like that. Seems like an eternity. It really, really does, because an awful lot's gone on, because we've been doing all that, all the globe trotting stuff, and then back here, just in time for Fab Cafe's 25th birthday, which was a couple of weeks ago, on the Thursday, which it started. It ran from Thursday through to the Sunday, a big weekend, and it went really well, I thought. It was okay. Happy birthday, Fab. Yeah. 25 years and still there on Portland Street in Manchester if anybody's never been to the Fab Cafe well it's still there and it's probably going to be there another 25 years and it it was a good do it, everybody turned up and we had a good time I think yes absolutely it's like a, it's essentially it's like Starburst magazine but in yeah, pub form a pub yeah yeah you can and get alcohol there you certainly can but you can't with a magazine no you can't 
not with a magazine. You can charge one to of give the downsides. Away. You could give tokens away, I guess, in the mag. Should we do that? Well, can we do that? Is that legal? A free pint at Fab Cafe. Yeah, with uh, with every issue. <laughs> yeah, and we could put it on the cover. Cut it all down, yeah, then it'll ruin the mag because people will cut the cover out. Then they have to buy another one. Yeah, because I've been doing this with comic books. Uh, lately, I've been doing my collection, and well, it's annoying when they've been an offer because they, there's this one company that uh, the back cover of these comic books of late 60s, they were selling, they were doing masks and um, horror stuff for kids, kids' toys, and they did a mask on the back, so in it just had a cut-out thing for the eye. Cut out your eye here so that you could look through the mag like a mask. And all their mags, all of them are ruined. All of them are ruined. They've actually made a load of issues of Superman, Action Comics, Marvel Comics, of a certain few months when their ads were running. They're all pretty fucked. It's hard to get copies of them. It's funny you should say that because I've been noodling with an idea for a forthcoming issue mm. that might just utilise that on the cover. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So so you would have to wreck the cover. Well, if you wreck the cover, I don't mind as long as they buy another one. <laughs> yeah. They buy but two. One to wreck and one to read. You okay. might be able to guess where I'm going with this because there's a there's a big anniversary coming up next year of something that would might fit. A mask, but I will say no further because it's uh, too early in development. That I I'll see. tell you in the break. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that but, that might be good. I think that would be but pretty I, cool. I don't mind if people buy two. It's just the idea of mutilating it. I can live with. Oh, well, there's another clue. Buy two. There's another clue. What mutilation? Mutilation. Yeah. 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 I mean, I wonder why. I mean, I suppose they fought back in the day. People were just chucking it, reading these comics and chucking them away. Probably, so, yeah. So they thought, well, at least they'll turn that into a mask and that mask will sell our product, you know. But it wrecked the max. It wrecked these comics. So these comics, I don't know if we've had a big discussion on the show about what you're up to at the minute. Mm. Ah, no, we did because you lost a uh, eBay auction live on air, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, one of the recent episodes. Now, yeah. I just, you were all quiet before and you were on your phone. And I asked you what you were doing. Yep. And you, <laughs> you were in mid one. bid. I've calmed it down a lot, though, I'll be honest. Uh, I got <laughs> carried away. The, the whole plan was that there they was this big auction came up, and I went and got it, went for it. And then the second part of the auction, uh, this big auction house, is the biggest collection of comic books that come out on out in my lifetime. I'd just never seen wow. this collection on and a collection up for auction like this. And I just thought, well, this is all going to get scattered and everybody else's, it's going to get scattered to the four winds. What a shame. Uh, I would restore them and sort them out. So I got them and I knew I had the massive collection at home. So I thought, this is going to give me the impetus the kick up the arse I've needed because for you know for the last 15 years I've been putting off getting them out of the cellar collating them sorting them out grading them and getting rid of them yeah because I don't need them it's a lifetimes of there was loads that were left to me and the lifetimes that I've been buying don't need them they're worth a fortune it's just a waste of time and other people will appreciate them so I thought right I'll buy them at the auction get that and that means I'll get all the stuff out of the cellar, do it. So I started it, and I started learning how to really professionally restore stuff and sort everything out, and I've been doing a good job. But while we were away, I was fine until you guys left, and I was there on my own for that. Well, on my own, I was there with Charlie, but I was left for you guys had gone, and I had another four or five days, 
and I bought another couple of grand's worth <laughs> from that comic shop because I couldn't help it. Um, because Can't I was leave already, you alone for I a minute. I was already doing this, so I thought, well, they're a bargain, so I took them, and then I had to buy another case, and I put them in that case, and then I brought all this back, and it's 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 going well. But are I, you enjoying this process? No, not at the moment. Okay, it's two two weekends like after the um, Fab twenty fifth, I'd spent about a. a three-day lockdown in the house, just doing this, cracking on with it. And this weekend I did as well, and I'm exhausted. So it's but turned into a full-time job, it, it sounds like. It turned into it, but now I've got to dial it back now. I've got other things to do. I'm just going to do so many, but I've brought the back of it. I've done loads. I've never seen these in real life. You've got, you know, you've got really early stuff. And you've got the early Avengers where you've got the one where Captain America lives again. You know, he comes out of the ice. I've yeah. got the original. These things I've only seen as facsimiles or on walls or in displays. I've never held them. And it's quite an interesting process. And they're worth a lot of money. And you've got to be very, very careful because if while well, you're cleaning them even, you oh, slip, God. you can just tear the cover. And and it's thousands of pounds worth of damage you're doing. You know, it's it's mortifying. I've I've only damaged one, and then luckily it was a really cheap one. What was it? It was a, no, a twinkle. It was no, it was a a four comp a four uh, worth about thirty quid. A what? A, um, four the thunder god. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I was, thought you said the the no, fall then, like uh, no, the Marquis Smith, no, the I adventures. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't Marquis be buying. Smith. I I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be buying a comic with him in it. And I can't imagine it being much use. And they're all very funny, either. <laughs> God, I hate that guy. Oh, I know he's dead. I know he's dead. I get it. You're supposed to say good things I about I actually people. didn't know he was dead. Oh, he's or dead. Or if you've told me before, I've forgotten. He's well dead. I was really happy. Because he does come up a lot on this show. He's a cunt. Um, That'll be you why. Know, he really is. That he's may be he's why. a rude, obnoxious, horrendous individual. And I get that there are a lot of fans of his, but, uh, you know, he, I'm, I'm easing my bar. Being an asshole, and I start I, I started on him because he started getting in my face and being a complete absolute asshole. Oh, fair play. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, I'll tell you one good thing with uh, not being on air for a little while. Yeah, one good thing. Only one. Yeah, the break. <laughs> no, no rest. No, no, we don't need no rest. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. No, you get to catch up on the movies. Yeah, I know. Because I've got a list here of everything that we've watched. Everything, yeah. Well, everything that I've watched, but there'll be lots of crossover here, mm. and you'll be able to add to this. Mm. And this is what we're going to get through today, isn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destin- yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Asteroid City. Mm. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, well, you can deal with that one. The Boogeyman. I haven't done The that Flash. Either. The Flash, yeah. Fast X. I've done that. Oh, the flash. That I also fit in that one that you recommended me uh, ages ago, Street Gang, how we got to Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wonderful documentary. This is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. They, they, uh, oh, they, deal, they deal with it really well. And I mean, they even put the Mr. Hooper stuff in there. and did, how they, Well, I'd never seen that footage before. Oh. You've, you've always told me about the uh, episode where they yeah. deal with um, yeah, Mr. Hooper's death First and they have time. to break it to Big Bird that his mate's yeah. dead yeah. and he ain't coming back. He don't get it, And it he? was brutal. No, he did not get it. 
Poor fella. I'll give him this picture. No, you can't. He's dead. All yeah. right. Well, I'll give him him next time. Then. Yeah, I know. You have to go, no, no, that's not how this works. He's not just dead for a little bit, and then you can catch up with him later. That show really hits home. That uh, documentary, sorry, how important that show really it, is it was, to mean, the world. Yeah, the... the I mean, at the end of the day, they, this was politics as well. You had a lot yeah. of fighting going on in the Senate, and in it's the a very Congress. serious documentary. I was, uh, yeah. I was surprised actually. Well, it's like the two things that affected TV. It's um, the what's it? Can I be your neighbour guy? Who um, who's that then? I keep forgetting. It's going to come to me. In a second. Oh, you know, what I mean, with Mr. the jumper, Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Well, Mr. Rogers was before Congress, fighting to yeah. get money yeah. for the, the show that he was doing so that he would get funding. And the Children's Television Workshop constantly, constantly having to fight to get money to fund themselves. And, and at the moment, over there, you've got a bunch of assholes who hate anything like that, who hate the fact that they've got a non-binary character in it now and that there's a gay guy in it now. Are you with me? Yeah, they hate it. They hate it. They hate it. It's the right wing, in case you were wondering. You probably had figured that out. Going going back to when this show started, you know, they they didn't want anyone who wasn't white on the show. No, no. And there was massive backlash against all all this stuff. And it's just heartbreaking to see. From the outset, there were a few black characters on and you didn't yeah. see that in, on no. mainstream TV, so they they were groundbreaking. There we go. First recommendation of the show. Yeah, Street Gang. How we got to Sesame Street? To me, amazing documentary. Yeah, even if you're not into uh, ses- if you don't, even if you've got a passing interest, but you're not obsessed with Sesame Street or the Muppet Show, this this is still worth watching isn't it, it? it absolutely it's, it it's is, got yeah. statements to things to say it might just remind you how amazing the show was i'd especially. go as far to say is if you if you like the you know the history of tv tv as a medium itself you know yeah what are you laughing at me for i'm not laughing all right. i'm all right <laughs> i'm just smiling all right happy. <laughs> oh you're happy right i'm reasonably I don't happy see, I, don't, I guess dangerous. i don't see that face no because i'm not i'm not i'm, no, I'm actually don't have many i shouldn't say this out loud i don't have many problems at the moment <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean that's yeah. great isn't that weird to hear that coming from me no i don't things are reasonably okay but I have got a little message that I've been asked to uh, oh, play. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's from a, a mate of ours. So oh. I, I always say, you, if you can, you should do, um, you should do favors. So we'll just let this message play out. This is Fab Radio International with a special announcement. The BBC have announced the death of my career, thus ending a 39-year tenure as a presenter with the corporation. I joined the BBC as a trainee in 1984 and would present the 10 o'clock news, election specials and recently the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. It sucks to be honest. For everything to come on top like this with rumours of dick pics, a young boy and aggressive texting, I have come round to see if there is a spot available for me on Starburst Radio. I don't just do the serious news shizzle. I can mess about a bit and be cheeky if you want me to. Think it over and get back to me. Well, there you go. It was nice of him to reach out, wasn't yeah, it? Yes, considering the trouble he's got going yeah. on. You know, yeah. he's. Um, yeah. you'd think he'd be too busy, wouldn't you? Yeah. think he'd be too busy. But, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think, I think we've got to give him a pass for a bit. So we I don't got... think we can have him on next week. No? 
We've got to wait till it plays out, haven't we? Well, people accept us a lot. I know, but this is, you know, well, I've got to find out whether whether this is right or not with these pictures. <laughs> we don't know, do we? There's no evidence, but, you um, know, let's I'm wait and see. I'm going to say very little about this. Yeah, it's yeah. on dodgy ground. Yeah. In fact, this is absolutely terribly on dodgy ground, the whole thing, but never mind. Anyway. You know what? We really do, don't compare notes before we come on to this show, do I we? Know, no, <laughs> I thought that. Of, I do these just to make you laugh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that. Thanks, you. Time, yeah, thanks, you. Yeah. We will consider your application. Yeah. We will. We'll yeah. just, where, do, where do we put it now? Yeah, under uh, under Rolf's. Yeah, put it under Rolf's. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't. Uh, he never got to the top of the pile, did he? Before it was too late. Old Rolf. Oh dear. Right. What now? What now? Yeah. I reckon that we talk about maybe maybe um, one one more film. One more one film. More film well, let's we do one. While we're away. Okay. Oh, there's TV as well. What for you? What have you been watching oh, on TV? TV. Okay. Boy, oh boy, Poker Face. Yeah, I'm into. Yeah, uh, righteous gemstones, beef. This mm. is all from the between. Beef, I carried on watching the last episode of Starburst Radio, and now, yep, fired on Mars. Yeah, that's a great one to look out for. Right, I've seen it on review copies. Right, it's about a graphic designer who gets a job on Mars, mm. but they realise that they don't need graphic designers, and he's fired after a couple of weeks. Right, and he can't go home. I see. <laughs> And he has a uh, he has a massive uh, midlife crisis, but he's trapped on Mars. Yeah, Luke Wilson plays. It sounds him. good. It is very good. No, Fired on Mars. Good. Watch that out for it. Good. It's coming soon to the UK. That Yellow Jackets obviously ended. <laughs> Black Mirror. Yeah, you're gonna kill me. Yeah, I've got one left to go, and one it's the episode that, that you have been recommending it's just over and over. It's the best episode. But I only I fit one in last week. Yeah, and that was a Maisie Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, they've all been great this uh, this <coughs> season. <coughs> it's been Black Mirror. Well, it came out while I was in the states. Yeah, so I didn't bother because I didn't want to start watching it out there. So I just came home. I thought I'll watch one, and then I thought was pretty good let's watch another let's watch another I did all I'd gone through them all by the next day and they're good uh, to me they get better I'm not saying they, they're not that cheerful are they they're, they're not no but but the last one is Red Mirror so if anybody's wondering what's Red Mirror well Red Mirror is a brand within a brand it's basically anything that's Red Mirror is a film that's on release in the universe of Black Mirror. So any of those, any of these episodes that you've watched of Black Mirror, even if it takes place in the future, this will be an old movie from years ago. Or if it's in the past, then this will be something that gets made in the future. It's in the world of Black Mirror. It's a movie that's on at the cinema. So this next episode, the one remaining that I've not seen, that is a movie yes. within. The Black Mirror yes, universe. That's right. Okay. You might. Who knows? You might. Interesting. Even hear me referred to again. But if you've got a movie about some geeks who are in a video shop, they might even. You might even see a copy on the shelf or whatever. You know. Um, absolutely amazing. The use of music in it is second to none, and the time travel aspect of it of, of going back into the nineteen. You feel like you're in 1979. They they um, in fabric did. A very good job of doing a seventies, late seventies department store. Brilliant. This is equally 
like that, you are totally immersed. You think you're back in 1979. The, the acting is amazing. The cast is amazing. Everything about it. The ending is absolutely brilliant. And, and you got, you've just got to see it. Anybody who's not caught Black Mirror this time round, just hurry up and catch up with it. Yeah. And if you have, email in and let us know what yeah. your favourite episode was of this yeah. season and yeah. what your thoughts are on the season as a whole. Oh, yeah. Because everyone I speak to seems to have the uh, the opinion that is, this is one of uh, uh, one of its best. I think it's ever. the most consistent. I yeah. really do. Because normally there's one that lets it, lets it down that's weaker. And that's fine. I mean, God, you're doing things with five or six stories and there's one that's not quite as good as the others. That's it, and sometimes there might be more than one that's not great. This is; These are all absolute barnstormers. Every single one of these could very easily, with another 20 minutes and a few extra scenes, be a movie. Yeah, because they are. Most of them are quite... Um, they're, they're, they're touching that feature length, aren't they? they They've close. gone over an hour. Yeah. And then so, another 20 minutes. For 15, 20 minutes. minutes. You'd, 15, you'd be 20 fine. minutes, you're done. You're in, I that, mean, the, you're in the, that safety zone of the 80 minutes then. Yeah. That astronaut one was bleak, wasn't it? Yeah. Blimey. But, but, the, but then may, why, maybe but it ends happily. Let's not give anything away. Yeah. It yeah. Had a, but it had some bleak, it had some dark um, narrative points. But yeah, see how it goes. But uh, yeah, all of you, email in studio at fabradiointernational.com. Because we'd like to hear from you. It's been a while. And welcome back. I hope you're listening. And what have you been watching? What have you been watching? Yeah. Tell us what you've been watching. Let's share some recommendations. Yeah. That's recommendation number two. Absolutely. We're doing well. We are doing bad. Don't worry, I've got some bad news for you as well. Oh, God. Yeah, I've got some negativity to... Some negativity. ...to, to share around. Some news that um, I just know that you'll just go, for folks, hey... I give up, so... Mm. I can't wait for that. Yeah, well, just balance. It's balance, isn't it? Can't wait for that. Okay. How amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, that... um, The the other show I was going to do, one more show... Keep keep them coming, yeah. I started to watch before, and we discussed it on here just before we went away, so I think we're about the halfway point then. And then I managed to catch the remainder of it as soon as I got back. And I think the last episode was literally last week. Silo. Yes. Silo is an absolute modern-day classic. It's hard sci-fi. The story, who knows why, but these people are the last people apparently left on Earth, or are they? Who knows? They think they're the only people left alive, and they're in a silo, and nobody knows who built the silo. They know that it was built, that it was a rebellion at some stage, and that the current people who are running it won and took over, and you're not allowed relics from the past. There's weird stuff like Pez dispensers and computer hard drives are illegal. because They they erased their history books, didn't they? Yes, they did. They're prohibited. Yeah, yeah. And some of it, you think, I get what's going on. And other times you think, I haven't got a clue what's going on. There's a window to the outside and it looks like it's a nuclear apocalyptic landscape out there. And if you're really bad and you do something wrong or you say that you're unhappy there and you want to go outside, they literally turf you out. But they ask you if you can at least clean the visors, do cleaning, they call it, yeah. And most people do, but... Most people who leave, you see them on the screen and they stagger off and then they die. 
and you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's real, if that's real, if it's not. You you see little glimpses of other things that may suggest that that picture is not exactly what it is out there. Who knows? And it kept you going right to the last episode. The last episode is nothing short of mind-blowing. I don't know what I was expecting, but the last visual that you get, the last money shot, the last bit, the 30-odd seconds, 40 seconds of that final episode, you are left scratching your head. Uh, You're joyous, you're happy, you're sad, you're all things. Just can't wait for the next one. It's amazing. Here's some good news for you then. This is on my list, actually. You know, Silo is already filming now. Season two good. is already up and running. How are they getting ready around the writer's strike? I think it predated the writer's strike that the scripts were locked. Okay. Yeah. This is according to Rebecca Ferguson herself. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, so Silo season one must have been shot. It's maybe 2021, maybe? It do. I'm... I don't think you could have shot it in lockdown. So I think it will be right after lockdown. It just looks too impossible, the logistics of it. There's too many scenes with too many people together, you know. I guess it's one of those shows that is nicely um, uh, just completely in a different universe as oh, well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, not, yeah. not saying that it's not in our universe. We don't know. But it's that kind of timeless... Yeah. storytelling that if they did shoot a uh, full season of it like two years ago, it wouldn't... It's evergreen. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm reaching for. It it's yeah. evergreen. It's absolutely... Uh, you can watch this in 20 years' time, and I think it yes. would still be great. Yeah. Uh, I just, the, it's, it, the only thing that you're pretty certain about is it is definitely Earth because the relics are Pez dispensers. Yeah. They are things that we know from our society now. There's nothing weird, but you just do not know why the people who are, do, are running the place are running it the way they are. And the woman who becomes the main protagonist, the first episode, you've got a totally different leading man and leading lady who both by are gone out of it in a blink of an eye. And you're then left with Rebecca Ferguson yeah. as your lead, and she's bloody amazing as a lead. She's a great character. She's a a tough, no-nonsense sheriff that's trying to get to the bottom of a murder. And while she's doing it, she's uncovering all these clues, and there's this hard drive knocking about that's actually got footage on it that dates back to the beginning. So she's trying to find that. That might give you the answer. Uh, it's a bit, It might it's, not. Who knows? It might, it might not. It might get destroyed if they catch it. But, you know, they, um, we, I've got, to, our mate Mo loves it. Loves this show. Weird Wide World Mo. Yeah. He mm-hmm. said when he finished watching it, he just sent a text and went, let me know tomorrow what you think. And I just sent, I'd, what did you, did it blow your mind? And he went, yeah, get did, didn't it? I'm glad you liked it, you know. I'm not as far ahead mm. in that show as you guys, even though yeah. I started it before we went away. You've got such a treat. Yeah, there's this. There's... I wish I could bloody unlearn. Uh, I wish I could mind wipe and experience and it again. Watch it again. It's that good. I'd, I'd, it'd be great, wouldn't it? That's something you've never seen where people are just getting specific bits of brain wiping just so that they so can they enjoy can a enjoy. show again. Yeah. Yeah. And a show or a play or an or experience. Yeah. Again. E- eating, a, eating a pizza. Yeah. Go to Las Vegas for the first time again. Yeah. You know, that'd be sad though because then you'd forget. 
Lots the, of, yeah, yeah, there's a lot as we've as but we've movies, established. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot to experience out there. But there are some movies I'd love to see new. I'd love to go home now and watch Blade Runner for the first time. Oh wow, yeah, magic! Yeah. If you could just do it, I'd, I, I might be up for that. Shall we have a, <laughs> shall we have a break? It's uh, it's just gone half past, and then we can have it gives people chance to get tapping away on yes. the keyboard yeah, and send idea. us some lovely emails. Yeah. We'll have a break, and then we'll get back to you right after this. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of sci-fi, horror, and fantasy. We have been going longer than Total Film. Just saying. FabRadioInternational.com And welcome back to Starburst Radio. We've had a couple of emails while we've been away. If um, you want to see, yeah, it's Rob Doyle's there. Wow, gals. Wow, wow, gals. <laughs> What's that? Wow, ga- wow, guys. Great to have you back. Will you be in the podcast? I'm using my phone, so sorry. There's a lot of symbols. Have a good one. There is. It's the phone, phones that cause this. It is. It's all right, Rob. It's okay. Seeing as it's you. It's probably our contact form, though, that does it. It is. Yeah, it's the contact form. I don't think form. it's Doyle's fault. It's the contact form that then adds characters when it's on a mobile phone and not on a, a laptop. And that's, that's bollocks, isn't it? So will the Hubert be on the podcast? Uh, well, we'll have to see, won't we? It depends what happens <laughs> over the next... It depends what happens over the next 48 hours, because okay. if he's found swinging tonight, so. probably not. Um, <laughs> um, I shouldn't. I'm sorry. Um, I shouldn't have laughed. No, it, it, it shouldn't be on and you shouldn't be laughing. I wasn't. No, no. Um, oh, God, can I make a statement? Yes. It was It was just your delivery that yeah. I was reacting to, not the of fact course. that somebody might take well, their own life. Oh, God, no, no. I'm just, you know, I'm just being a bit blunt about it, but, you know, it isn't... Um, yeah, you imagine what some people are going through when... Uh, Holy shit, that, yeah. guy, that guy's got a week on him. He's got a week on. He really has. It's a week and a half he's got on. But what have we done? I don't know. Oh, the God. usual. Do you want me to read this yeah. one out? go on. Welcome back, says Geldard. Yep. So chuffed you love Demon 79. It's one of the best things I've seen on TV in years. Yep. Particularly loved the nod to threads. Now you I've... see, that was a clever bit because you wouldn't think that Brooker would know that that platform was going to be launched this week. I know, yeah, that's eerie. I know Brooker has predicted a lot of like tech-based stuff in the in the past, you know, and it's all come to pass. But predicted the demise of Twitter, uh, yeah, for a new platform, and Zuckerberg getting his own platform. That's crazy. Mm. Uh, Geldard also goes on to say, "I loved Dial of Destiny. I know it's not perfect, perfect, but it's <laughs> sorry, it's all right. I know it's not so we're perfect. Just back. We've been away." But it was tons better than I was expecting. Well, there you go. That's that. Can I just say that is that good enough though? Is that good? I'm just saying, is that good enough though? Because that's what I keep hearing. What that he oh, loved it. It could have been. It is. Of course, some it is. people go. Yeah, but I'm hearing this. I was like, oh, I loved it. But you know, I know it's not perfect. Or oh, I know it's not as good as the others. But oh, I know it's not great. But and it's like, yeah, okay. So you enjoyed it because it kind of sort of felt like the film that you were hoping it was going to be. It's a bit shit, that. No, he he says it was better than he was expecting. Yeah, he's better than he's expecting, but it's still 
Whereas we... It's still not well, great, no, though, I, is it? I think I was really, uh, really excited for this movie. Here we go again. One last crack of the whip. I was actually not. I got you more were in excited the... later on yeah. when I saw the bits where he'd been de-aged in the trailer because I thought, well, we're going to end up with at least a bit of it that it looks okay. However, however, the end result, I don't think it was as good as I thought it was going to be, that that sequence in the trailer, which is weird because a lot of the reviews I was reading was, oh, the first bit's amazing on the trailer, you know, when he's de-aged. The first, and then this first so- sequence lasts about um, 20 minutes, doesn't it, oh, before, yeah, the, good, before the movie, long, uh, like the credits kick yeah, in. Yeah. And uh, I was yeah. I was thrilled, but, but I also distracted. Enjoy, I enjoyed it, but you can't, you can't, some of it's just not right. And, it, and you can't put your finger on it. His voice comes out. Sometimes it doesn't sound old, and sometimes it does. And I don't know why well, they didn't just do that. They've got software that they can easily alter that. And I don't understand that. If They, they probably felt that was disrespectful, disrespectful to Harrison Ford. But Harrison Ford is playing a very young version of himself. If I was Harrison Ford and they said to me, your voice is a little old in these scenes, can we ADR it with this software? Yeah. Because um, you're playing... To, you've got one hour's 50 minutes of you as the age you are with your real voice. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. And I think that'd have been better. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a slowness to the performance. Uh, yet he was Indiana Jones in his what early forties or something. I've not done the math yet. 36. For, in Ish. that in that opening. He was 35. I think the character was supposed to be 35 in, um, in Temple of Doom, okay. which took place before, yes, uh, I think that was nineteen. Oh God, thirty-five. What Temple of Doom? I think, and then the Raiders will have been in the middle of World War Two. Was nineteen forty-five? Sorry, nineteen thirty-six to nineteen forty-one-ish. Sort of. There was a bit overlap at either end, but in the middle, I think Raiders was somewhat in the middle of that, so that would be, what, 1937, 38, and I thought yeah. that Temple, Temple was... It's 35. 35, yeah. yeah. So he's he's going to be safe. He'd be Raiders 30, the next year. Yeah, 33 years old in that, and maybe about 35 to 36 in, um, in Raiders, yeah. So he should be around about 36 years old in, the, in it, if you're going to place it. In the opening them. sequence, yeah, about thirty-six years old. Okay, but this there's an eighty-year-old Harrison Ford playing him. Oh, you can't at 36. get around that, can you? Uh, well, you prop. can just you, surely you, know. you get a, just a stuntman. So if you're going to wrap a digital de-aged face round something, yeah. No, oh, then I guess no. They're, they're de-aging him right on top of him, but they don't need to do that, do they? Because I think there's so many. There's, there's so much. Basically, he's a completely. It looks completely animated to me. Some of it does. Some yeah. of it doesn't. It, it, and I can't explain what it is. There's something about the eyes and about the cheeks that doesn't look right sometimes, and it doesn't fit. I'm not talking ridiculous. I mean, I've seen worse. God, I've seen worse. But the this little, little bits like when he's running and jumping and running on top of the train. Oh no, that was particularly bad. It just didn't look right. I don't know why. I think that was CGI'd, wasn't it? I don't it think he was like... actually running on that train. Uh, you uh, well... could have got a guy with a fedora. You couldn't see his bloody face anyway. 
So I'm, I am confused by how they did all this. I'm not saying it's terrible or that I can do better. You know, I'm just... Well, you, uh, you also, know. like, uh, and I was reading Mangold saying that uh, over 100 people worked on that, that uh, sequence. Yeah, I'll bet on, no doubt. To bring no that doubt. young indie to life. No doubt. And I would go as far to say as they nearly did it. It was close, yeah. Yeah, but if we can, and we've always grown up accepting special effects that aren't quite believable, haven't we? Yeah. And how sure. come we've got to an age where every special effect now, no matter how ambitious, needs to be perfect? I don't think that's it. I think it needs to look like a real thing. When you are doing cartoon explosions using CGI, it never looks like an explosion where you've gone and actually physically destroyed half a block of a demolished building that you, that you know was already going to be demolished. That you just got the rights to do do that, and you'll never get better than than the real thing when it comes to that. We know what some of this stuff looks like, and digital blood is a particular bugbear. It, it, it for drives me. me mad. It drives me absolutely mad. I've actually seen that in films where the the character that the blood's on then moves a little bit and they forget to move it and and it still stays in place. They just run out of time because VFX people these days are really run ragged, aren't they? Well, Marvel have have just lately, fucking hell, Marvel and DC of late, like that Flash movie, we'll get to the Flash movie later. We will, in the show, before the end of the show, we'll get to that. We've got a few more to get through after we've done Indy. But the Flash movie, boy, you know, that was a new low. And Marvel have not been doing great with the special effects. Some of the fucking stuff that they've been churning out is just substandard. Yeah. And, and I, it's, I saw I, a comment the other day know, on, on um, uh, social media that said, why does every Marvel movie these days look like Shark Boy and Lava Girl? And I was like, crikey. Yeah. They've got a point. It's because it's slowly, slowly, slowly degraded and people have carried on going to the cinema to see it and they've gone, well, we can get away with that, we can get away with that and I think you're at the point where it's not washing. I think people are actually not going to see these films because they are watching the trailer and seeing some of the effects and thinking, holy shit, is that in the trailer? What the hell is the film going to be like? It's going to be terrible. You see, the other indie films have always been practical effects mostly I'm, I'm not saying the angels were real angels at the end of um, raiders and all that i mean there's always been special effects to a degree but some of the stuff that they tried to do special effects for in this dial of destiny were practical like someone running on the roof of a train you don't need to do CGI. There's, I've always said this kind that. of stuff. This is where I draw the line when uh, you've got a CGI effect for something that can be done easily in real life. Yeah, and amazing. The uh, Spider-Man Two, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Two. Doctor Pepper. The bit, the bit where he's um, uh, pulling a plug out of a wall, but it's an animated Spider-Man pulling a yeah. plug out of a wall. Well, You're pulling a plug out yeah. of a wall. Yeah. Just get some somebody, some human being you, in a mask. To pull a plug but out of the wall. you pointed out the bit where he, he actually just used his web to pull a, a can of Dr. Pepper and it was a car, it was Cartoon Spider-Man doing it. I don't recall. It's a Cartoon Spider-Man getting, he's just getting a can of Pepsi. Whereas in, uh, in Spider-Man 1 yeah. by Sam Raimi, you know that bit where, um, is it Gwen Stacy? Yeah. Um, played by Kirsten Dunst. Oh, that's Mary Jane Watson. Sorry, uh, my bad. 
uh, Kirsten Dunst, she trips over in the school cafeteria mm-hmm. and all her stuff goes flying, a tray yep. and a lunch, and he leaps up and yep. catches it all in that motion. It's great. Do you know they actually did that? I can believe it. None of it was CGI. Yeah. They just did that stunt over and over and over and over. It must have took hundreds of takes uh, so, to nail it. But how good does it look? It looks fine. It, it looks absolutely it looks, incredible. It looks brilliant. Yeah. But uh, real, yeah. They, yeah. they just well, really did it. second and third one, they had a lot of marketing they had to add in. You had him jumping on top of Carlsberg trucks and shit. And um, yeah. there was a lot of constraints on stuff in them three. But, but they, this, yeah, indie special effects where they needed. I mean, no one is expecting a demon or an angel or some power force or some you know something odd or weird or otherworldly not to be done with special effects and to to you know to look realistic but good god you're expecting physical stunts to look real that's that's the only bit i have an issue with on it and um that bit because i effects aside then the Mm. um uh, that opening sequence, mm. I think you you enjoyed as mm. much as me, didn't you? I did. It yeah. felt like an Indiana Jones film. If I could, I, I get, I got pulled out of it a few times because of that. Yes, but me too. I managed to hang in there, and it felt like an Indiana Jones film. Yeah, yeah. What about the rest then? What about the uh, what about the MacGuffin itself, the Dial of Destiny? It it felt like what went on in Last Jedi to me. It's sort of a MacGuffin with a MacGuffin because it's in two parts. Do I you just, mean Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. Sorry. Yeah. Good God. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The yeah that because that was a MacGuffin fest that and it was th- this wasn't as bad as that. But again, you've got the two halves and all that. And whereas yeah, in Raiders they had two halves to that thing that they put together that pointed to where the 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 um, thing was buried. It's all about the payoff, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it you is. Know, the, yeah. the, the big reveal at the end, the big crazy reveal. But, I mean, I I don't dislike the the story. I don't dislike the MacGuffin that much. I just hate seeing going forward after already having a happy ending at the end. No matter whether you hate Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or not, he had a happy ending, a brilliant ending, with, where he's found a son, he had a son and an heir, a future. He'd got what married to the love of his life. He'd made clear throughout the movies was the only person for him. Brilliant, happy ending. That's it. And this this completely fucks it up. It completely messes it up. It sp- sp- speeds forward to an alcoholic, depressed, decrepit old guy who's missing the glory days, whose son is dead. Dead, you're gone, de- you're buried. describing Star Wars here, aren't you? It's a, you know, it sounds a bit like it, doesn't it? I mean, they, pretty that, much. Beat Jesus for beat. Christ, to do it twice. You I think know. even him? You think even Harrison Ford would go? Do we have to do this again? I know. To a beloved, a beloved character that people only want to see having a nice ending after all the shit they've been through, and that was the bit. So that was a real fucking downer. And it, and I'd get that it was part of the, oh, this old guy, where's his place in a modern world and they've just come back from the moon and does indie is he relevant anymore? I get it. There has to be a way of doing it without divorcing him, turning him into an alcoholic, decrepit, um, just deep, he's obviously suffering from depression, majorly, and um, his, his son died in Vietnam, uh, which caused the split as well, so they're all gone the the couple that split up because of a deceased kid stick you know which happens all the time in real life which great 
another depressing part of it. And then you've got to, you shouldn't be feeling sorry for him. He's a, such a cool character. The, that that guy who's, um, you know, shot the guy who had the, uh, the, the swords and that, just casually shot him. And he's always got that wry grin on his face. I didn't see much of that grin this time round that grin my god that cheeky grin of his is brilliant and and where there was none of that none of that and i just missed it and that was it the problem did i did i like i enjoyed the film me too it depressed me it depressed me and i and i and it's not my it's by far not my favorite um so you're ranking that underneath the kingdom of the crystal skull. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll be honest. I, I ranked that higher than a lot of people did. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Me too. Personally, kingdom of the crystal skull for me mm. is uh, above Last Crusade. Same, to, same here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think we we have discussed this before, but I think there's different people want different things out of Indiana Jones yeah, movies. Yeah, too. And some and I, people, I, my favourite is Temple of Doom, and some mine people is swear well. by Raiders. Yeah, you know, and that's fair enough. I, yeah. I get that because at least, uh, as well as Ra- Raiders, right from the get-go, uh, sets its stall out what it is. Of course, it does. And this is a this is an ode to movies of the past, those yeah. cliffhanger serials. It is uh, to the point where they're playing with the, uh, you know, the. Uh, the, the trap door coming down yeah, and yeah, he's running yeah. out of time to, to get under it, it and it's pulling it back, back up every yeah. time it goes I know. back and forth. Spielberg yeah. is having fun. Yeah, um, the bit with the plane and the the the, the, uh, the big guy's fighting him and it, and then that petrol's running sequence. and that petrol kept running and it kept running, didn't it? Yep. And it kept running. It took forever to get to them fuel cans, didn't it? And, it, and he, he, he cheated. Like the like, like the, the serials, serials did. So yeah. there was always Loved like it. a kind of a, a meta, uh, a meta angle to these movies. Absolutely, yeah. Um, now I didn't find there was any of that in this. There no. was. It really missed that that uh, you talked about. Is you you missed his cheeky grin. Yeah. Well, I missed the cheekiness of Spielberg behind the cameras. Yeah. They, they, there was always a little extra something something to every to every yeah. shot every sequence. Can't remember if it's Raiders or Temple of Doom where he's uh, battering a, a villain. The villain drops off off screen, and his hat just flies up. Yeah, and it, of course it's just somebody ready with a hat and yeah. like tosses it up yeah. off off frame. Yeah, and he catches it and put, puts it on his noggin. Yeah, and that's not realistic no. at all. Of course it's not. It's very cartoony. Of course it is. But it's glorious. Of course, and it it's is. Indiana Jones. I'll have to find out which. It's Raiders. It's or Temple. But all they, they, that sort of shit happened all the time. Like the, the, the bit, I love the bit in Temple of Doom where he left his hat behind and that stone's coming, that stone door, and he just pushes his hand underneath and grabs it and yeah, just, pulls it back. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been, it's, 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 about it's that. wonderful. And you do see that once in this film at the very, very end. Um, oh, yeah. And that's probably yeah. the only bit. Like, I didn't mind that little bit at the end, but if you actually asked me if I was excited, where you're, you, what are you supposed to feel at the end of this film, by also the way? Also careful of spoilers because it's still okay. quite new. You are supposed to. I don't mean it's spoilery to say that they're, they're hoping that you'll watch this and then even if they're not making any more Indiana Jones films, you'll still be up for the adventures of Helena uh, and her buddies. Um, you'll want to watch them go around the world i'd rather stay here and um 
I'd rather go for a meal with my ex-wife. I would... No, you wouldn't. No, I was fully not. expecting Dial of Destiny to set up uh, some kind of spin-off, but I don't think it did. I think that it was did like... did that bit at the end. It was a cheeky capery bit where they're all going down the subway to get and get off on that adventure. Was, were they going for an adventure? I thought yeah, they, they were, were just going for a butty. You see what I mean? See what I mean? I thought they were going you, for you a butty. See, so you didn't even know that. that, that that's how bad this film sure? was at getting across. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely 1,000% sure because I remember watching it thinking this is the moment I'm supposed to go, oh, yeah, I'm up for that. Let's get that film made. I want to see this little adventure. And I was kind of, oh, don't bother with me. I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. We need to- do, do, do it as a six-part series I, I, on Disney I, Plus that I can ignore. I think they've already uh, scrapped any ideas oh, of uh, continuing uh, this. What they should do is uh, a an Indiana Jones animated series. Yeah. High profile, spend a lot of money on it, and yeah. keep those adventures alive. What is all this with... When did they decide, right? Bear in mind that initially... Harrison Ford wasn't playing Indiana Jones, right? Harrison Ford was playing a... He wasn't playing him. It was Tom Selleck from Magnum. And Magnum, they wanted to make another series of it unexpectedly, so he got the Yankees uh, contract. And because his, him playing Indiana Jones had got out and it was causing a bit of a buzz. So then all of a sudden, the, the last season that he was doing of, of Magnum that wasn't doing great suddenly went boom up and they renewed it for another year, and that's why he ended up not playing Indiana Jones. They weren't they weren't too precious about this, so they got him to play it, and I'll admit he played him well. He played him brilliantly. I'll go so far as to say it's a, a, a perfect pairing of actor and, uh, and that, but the character is a very strong, very deep mythological character, and ac- actors, other actors have fucking played him. They have. They've played him in the, the young Indiana Jones. They've even played him in, in The Last Crusade. You had River Phoenix play him. You you can recast this role and you've gone and attached it to to Harrison Ford. And what you should have done is, after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you should have gone back to an earlier part of Indy's life, recast him and got put some, put a modern action hero in there, somebody with charisma, personality, who could do it and would play Indiana Jones. And then you can just change Indiana Jones like they've changed James Bond and you could do a load of these. And instead, you've gone and stuck it to one actor and this is what you end up with. This is what you end up with. You have to do one with an old age pensioner. Sorry. It's just how I see it. I just don't... It was great to see Ford back. It was. And he was wonderful. It wasn't great to see the character in that state. It wasn't. They, I didn't they enjoy that done, one bit. <laughs> they'd done the, they'd done the character dirty. Yes, I agree I with you. I'm with sorry. you. I, you shouldn't feel sorry for him. And and that bit where they did, and it's and it's on purpose. So yeah, I'm get. I get. I know they did it on purpose. This will be the argument that people will have with me who love it. They'll go, yes, but it was on purpose. Yes or no? Doesn't mean it's right because it was on purpose. They did the scene where the woman, the girl, is at the front in Raiders, and she blinks and she's got I love you on her yeah, yeah. on her eyes Brilliant. to him. So they're all infatuated with this amazing hunk of a of an archaeologist who's yeah. supposed to be a boring teacher but everyone just loves him. 
and they're all just falling asleep and think he's a fucking old fart <laughs> in this film. And it's just so depressing, man. I, I know I'm going life. old. I don't want this. I know, but I'm getting old. I don't want this. Mangold's showing you the reminded. reality, man. Yes, yeah, this, oh, this is what's, this is what's coming. Thank God for, for that, James Mangold. Yeah, I mean, thank God for that. Do you know what? This is, the, this is it. Logan this... was a perfect movie for James Mangold, right? James Mangold and Logan, perfect, because he likes to do that type of story where things are pretty fucked and it's at the end of days when things are not great and blah, 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 and he likes to do that. And I'll admit that he did handle the director, the director's role all right and there was a lot of good stuff in the film, but Jesus Christ, you know, this is, this is the story he's telling and... Ah, oh, God, Spielberg, please come back. You know, all the way through it, I was like, what, Spielberg and Lucas? Yeah. Boy. I, I, I did boy. feel, I did feel their uh, yeah. absence. Yeah. Uh, as good as it was, and I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. I did feel their absence there. Yeah, that's uh-huh. that's that sense of fun. Yeah. And do you know the original cut? That ending didn't end like Careful. that. And... That wasn't resolved in that way. Right, well, you'd right? have hated that more. I would be slag- I would be slating it right now if that was the case because of what the, the pointlessness of it. They only did that because of the extreme negative response to that and apparently Fleabag's character was way, way, way more unlikable in the first cut that they had of the film and they went and altered it a lot. I mean... It's hard to like the character in this, but I don't mind it. But, I mean, you, you're talking here to... I'm a guy who loves Fleabag. I love the, the show. I'm actually a fan of hers. I love the... Um, I loved... Um, what's it? Oh, what is it? The... Da, 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 what? Jodie Comer... Um, Killing Eve. Killing Eve. Mm. You know, brilliant. I'm, I'm a yeah, fan. Yeah, because she wrote the first yeah. season of that, didn't she? Yeah. I have absolutely no problem with her. I like her a lot, but... <laughs> No. See, she's currently wrong. attached to um, the Tomb Raider franchise. Oh, she's oh. she's doing a Tomb Raider TV show now. Yeah. I think but she's not starring in it. Please tell me that. I, Please. Right now, she's writing it. Good. But I don't think she's starring good. in it. Good. No. That's perfectly correct. That's what should be going on. She's a good writer, and she writes good roles for females. And but she could good. be Lara Croft, couldn't she? No, she's a gangly um, <laughs> sticking sect. Um, she was a mess in those action scenes. I'm sorry. It was a joke. Did you see her running and, and yeah. gangling around all over no, the place? No, I didn't place? see anyone gangling. She was gangling, gangling no. around all over. No. She was rubbish in the action scenes, I thought. I really did. I didn't mind her in the actual heart-to-heart scenes with him. I thought the two of them got on okay. Yeah. Um, the character was difficult to like because of what she does in the film quite a lot. And then later on, you're supposed to warm to her, which to a degree you do, but not as much as they probably think you will. Um, but no, she's not an action person. She shouldn't be. She's got no right whatsoever being in an action film playing a secret agent, oh playing anything which she's got no physicality to her whatsoever. She looks like a, a praying mantis trying to do kung fu. <laughs> Jeepers creepers. Uh, what do you think of Mad Mickelson and his uh, and his uh, group of baddies? Well, here's the I thing. I thought they were pretty good. The group of baddies, you could take him or leave him, but he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. He, he was amazing in the early bit. 
the the later bit in modern day. Towards the end, not so much because he sort of just went off the boil, and then and then I can't give anything away. No, it, I agree. Some I know parts what, of I it know what not, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, fucking it, hell, it, I, I love my bad guys to to. You know, I've sometimes I like bad guys to succeed and win. And if they go down, I want I want an epic death scene or summer. And you know, there was a lot of things that could have been better. But yeah. he was very. I mean, he's good. I love him anyway. He's one of my favourite actors. The the hero and the villain didn't really get that satisfying uh, mm. face off, did they? No, no. The arc no. there, the finger of... can't say that that yeah. is where it goes from. The, to the resolution scene, um, that, I just don't like that either. The way that that again, it's disrespectful to the character. What happens? Well, I'm sure we'll be and talking about Dial of Destiny that. for for many, many, many years to oh, come. Oh, it's going to be. And, um, even so many people will have the different opinions about. As soon this as it's film. on D- Disney Plus in what three weeks' time, some, I will watch it. Something again. like that because it's not going to be on at the theaters for that long. Because Insidious of all things. Insidious 5? Yeah. Just, uh, anyway, it's called Insidious the Red Door. I've lost track well, how many of got, those you've movies. You've got that. You've there got is. this The last weird... key was the last one. That booted then, it off the top spot. You've got this weird um, argument with what's-his-face. Uh, you've got you've basically got Oppenheimer and then Barbie. Oh, yeah, Barbenheimer. But, but, Barbenheimer, yeah. yeah. And then you've got you've got this weird argument with Tom Cruise has got with Nolan, like not with Nolan, but with the actual cinemas over. You kick it; he's had his week. I've not seen it yet. I want us to go and see that. Well, it, you it know, it only came out on that. Monday. I know what a weird what, day. Uh, yeah, and I think Strange that's day. to do with the uh, they getting those IMAX screens. Right, it's got yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Well, the with... cinema chain said absolutely not. No, you can't. Have you can't have yeah. all the IMAX screens? Apparently, the story is that he, he is went. Out. Yeah, he, he went. Yeah. He went a bit. You know, apparently he, was, he went nuts. Yeah. Yes, he yes, was really, really yeah. pissed off. And the cinema the chains just said no. Yeah, we got it was Barbie the Odeon coming. He we had got the argument with one. Right. Yeah, I had a real Barney with him because he's saying so. Nolan, Nolan, you're giving him to Nolan. You're not giving him to me. I mean, Nolan. And then if he, Nolan got, gets that offered to him. You can have Oppenheimer on all the IMAX screens. He's going to say, "Yeah, it's the uh, it's the biggest IMAX reel they've ever had oh. in existence." To the point where oh. you cannot get any a longer movie than that. It, that that's it. That's the max. Really? If you check out some photographs of people getting it delivered, it is absolutely all right. Incredible. How long is Oppenheimer? I'm not sure. But I you know would what? forgive that being a long film yeah, because of, of the nature yeah. of it. Barbie, no, doesn't need to be a long no, film. It won't Indiana be. Jones was yeah, a little yeah. longer than it needed to be. Well, I think they could have shaved a little out of the middle there because there was a, another criticism. It sounds like I'm really ragging on this movie. I'm not. I no, enjoyed it. It's a, it's a three-star for me over, overall. Yeah, yeah, about that. But there was a little but, bit of repetition yeah. in those action sequences uh, uh, in the in Act Two, wasn't they? Were like, oh, we're going to do the ch- car chase around the that, little that streets tuk-tuk again. Chase. That tuk tuk chase went on too long, yeah. and and it should have been way more exciting than I felt. I felt I wasn't that excited with that. I love that chase in the Temple of Doom with short round driving the car. Amazing! It's a great in that. Yet yeah, this tuk tuk chase should have been. 
better than that. It should have been amazing. But if you it? think, if you think about that Weird. action sequence in um, Temple of Doom, mm. once it kicks off with the you've been poisoned, Doctor Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ice goes over, and then the diamond goes over, yeah. and it's chaos in there. And Willie Scott's like, she's looking for her diamonds. He's looking oh, for you know, and it's that. And then the machine guns come out. He yeah. has to escape that room there, yeah. and they dive out of a window behind a gong. Yeah. Down, bounce that, off that, the that um, gong, rolling with a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. They bounce down the balconies and the, yeah. um, the, the what do you call them things? Yeah, the awnings. Yeah, yeah. Bounce yeah. off the awnings into into a car next to the club Obi One sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold on to your potatoes, Doctor Jones, and then yeah. we're Rump. off on a car yeah. chase. And yeah. the kid is wearing clogs. Yeah. You know, to like yeah. blocks to yeah. reach the pedals. Cue an amazing yeah. car chase. Yeah. Then they get in a plane, escape on the plane. Then the plane is hijacked yeah. and the plane is crashing so, to escape the plane. Yeah. And this is yeah. one after another yeah, and, and yeah. they dive out of a plane so, on, so. A, uh, on a dinghy. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> they have to Waterfall. go and ski down a cliff and yeah. then, phew, we made it. And then they go off a waterfall. Yeah, no. This is in the opening 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes. Look yeah, that, at the look at the, the action beats yeah. there, I'll one after at, another. You're changing that, it up. Compare that to the opening twenty minutes of of Dial of Destiny. It's like sweet sauce compared to that. It's not even in the same league. That is a wonderful piece of fantasy cinema, and a fantastic action sequence. And the other is is okay. It's all it's right. okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Everything. That's what I felt. It, about but it is. It. It's because we demand more from Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, isn't I it? I get uh, yeah. that. And I get we're that. not you're not measuring it against another yeah. action movie, you're measuring it against Indiana yeah. Jones movies. Because there were a lot of haters wanting to hate this for oh, yeah. reasons. Hey, and, you know? and we and I weren't didn't then. wanna no. I didn't wanna hate it, really didn't, because I didn't want to be in that club with them. And it's it's disappointed that I can't be more upbeat. I'm with it. you. I wish I, I wish I could like it more. What's your score you know? overall? About a six. But it, but it's a week six. Oh, you you're rating out a ten now. It's, oh, sorry. Um, three st- <laughs> fucking know, hell. You know what? You can right. do whatever you like. It would you're the be publisher. Five, it'd be five out. You're of the publisher ten. and five you're the ten, host of this three show. Stars. It's three stars. It's three three yeah. out of five, and it would be um, it's a week three though. It's if they, if it was allowed two and a half, it'd be two and a half. But it's a three. It's a three. So your letterboxed. Score is two and a half. Is it'll it? probably be two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I think Maybe, you know it what? probably is. Mine's... Which isn't that bad. My starburst score is three. Yeah, yeah. But I gave. Um, I mean, Jesus, you want to have a look on there? There's very few things have got past zero lately. It's been what? They have been. Oh fucking hell! The um, the the Avatar started this run of of me just hating everything except for EO. Well, you say you know, started this run. Yeah, that's a good segue. Mm. To the Flash. Oh, right. Yeah. Do we want a break before then? Uh, I guess so, yeah. We'll have a break now, then that'll be our last break, and then we'll crack through to the end. So we'll be back in a flash. I listen to FabRadioInternational.com Starburst Radio, the home of Martin Unsworth and his enormous knob. Embrace the alternative with Fab Radio. And welcome back 
to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And don't forget, you can email in at studio at fabradiointernational.com about any of the stuff that we're talking about. And we're basically, this is the catch-up show, isn't it? I mean, we've been kind of just trying to fill in the gaps so that by next week we can just pretend that we've never been away. Yeah, and we're always on top of every single new release, whether it be... Oh, yeah. Movie, Hell TV yeah. show. Hell, yeah. Comic book. It's going to happen. Food. Food, yeah. Item. Food, Food yeah. item. I do, yeah. Right, oh. I know this is just one one quick. On. I'll quick allow one. you one piece of food. We went seeing Tony the other night, and it's over near Morley in Leeds, so you just zip off the motorway. There's a little Indian. Add a rhubarb curry. And you wouldn't think, would you? That doesn't sound right, does it? No. It's great. It was a nice... savoury but with chunks of chicken and rhubarb and it tasted amazing oh so the chicken was still in it you still got the meat still got the meat yeah so I thought the rhubarb would be like no. the, the meat replacement. No, it's so in you there had those, you know, chunks. No, it's in there with it. They had a, over, tie it all together. over at what was Swadesh opposite Fab, they had a um they had a pumpkin curry with meat. So it was beef, but sorry, lamb and bits of, of pumpkin and that was amazing and they stopped doing it, buggers. But this uh yeah, it's a rhubarb curry, rhubarb chicken curry. There you go. There we go. Food news. It's a good thing. Have we got a jingle for food news? I, w- I wish we had. I'll have to think of one. Yeah. Right, before we get onto the flash, as promised, oh, we've got a uh, tweet from uh, Luke Spafford, one of our writers. Go on. Uh, welcome back, fellas. He says, Yay. should I be watching Secret Invasion? Looks a bit dull. Right. Much love, the Spaff. Okay. The eight-part comic book was basically a crossover with all the Avengers, all these other characters in all the other comic books. It had big superheroes, and what had actually happened was, for months, in various titles and various other um, comics, these characters had been behaving a bit odd, and would be a bit weird and a bit and a bit angry or a bit violent when they wouldn't be and stuff. And you're thinking, Jesus, the characterization of this, the writers got them a bit wrong. So it, it was quite clever because it turned out that in Secret Invasion, yes, for months you've been reading in all these other comic books the adventures of scrolls that have taken the place of your comic book character who they're being held on the mothership they've been replaced and there's a big war and then you've got like bad evil scroll versions of the avengers versus the good guys that haven't been turned and then you know that's how it sort of uh, goes down in case you haven't uh, you you haven't read it you can get hold of a copy of it trade edition and have a read see what you think it's a good so what i'm presenting there is an epic superhero slugfest yeah yeah where cross between invasion of the body snatchers and avengers endgame sounds fantastic yeah well they can't use all them because they don't have the budget they don't have the characters anymore. What characters they do have, they can't afford to put all of them in it. So they've just used the spy people from the Marvel Universe, like Nick Fury, like Rhodey, the War Machine, and all these others. Agent Ross. Yeah, Agent Martin, Ross. Martin Freeman's yeah, iconic character. Correct. Agent Ross. That everyone's been following like mentally and can name every single movie he's been in. Absolutely. All those people have come together, and it's a lot of people have been replaced. And um, 
Nick Fury knows something's going on, and he's got that scroll mate that was in uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, it? but yeah. he's great. That's a Ben Mendelsohn. A good character. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah, he's a good character. I really. think the um, the scroll scroll character is um, yeah. Talos. Yeah, Talos. Yeah. So that's what you've got. So they've basically tried to do that, but without the superheroes. You got Maria Hill. Maria Hill as well. Yes. But then again, she's spy, isn't she? She's not superhero. No, but she's been there from day one, though, I, I know, feel. Yeah. And I so, think she's but great. Nick Fury yeah. and her, yes. You've, got, you've got her. You've got people in it. So, And some people have been replaced. But I'm, I'm about three episodes in. And is the if if even You're up a, to date. ignoring yeah, but I think there's next week in it when it comes it's, out next oh, week. Today. Oh no, today. today. Oh no, okay. Episode four is I'm, today. I'm, so I'm you officially are. behind by about an hour. Yeah. So I'll watch it when I get in. If we ignore the fact that it's got an AI generated set of titles that are the weirdest the weirdest decision I've ever seen because we all know what they look like. The minute you see that you you go, Oh yeah, someone's paid someone a million quid for a set of titles that they've just stuck on a on a uh, log on AI um plugin. They are in, garbage. Um, they're just the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I can't believe what was going on in the mind that they thought these were okay. Yeah. But even if we ignore that, getting into it, I was hoping for the um, Kaufman version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers in the Marvel Universe, yeah? Yep. So you didn't know who's who, you couldn't trust people, and everything's all murky and terrifying. And it's not... It, you've had glimpses of it, bits of it, flashes of it, but... It's not been that consistent. It's been an okay spy thriller, though, and there's been some good action scenes in it, and Nick Fury is on form, although they're doing... Do you know what? Do you know what? They, um, they're even doing the, oh, I'm a bit knackered, I'm a bit old, and I'm a bit worn out, and my life's a bit shit to him. And they've even, there's even one scene where the big bag, bag scroll guy, someone says to him, did you see Fury? Was he there? I saw him, yeah. He was just the vapours of the man he once was and all that. And I'm like, why have you got to do this to me? Why have you got to do this? I want escapism. I don't want everybody getting old and being fucked, yeah? But people do get old. I know, I don't is... want it in this. That's why I read comic books and I watch this How shit. How many years is it? So I can escape from it. We we met this iteration of Nick Fury. How many years ago now? Fifth, about 15 years ago? Yeah, in Iron Man, Something 2008. Like 2008, it was in the title. Oh, right. It was 15 it years ago. It was in again. the first post-credits scene. He was. Uh, setting the standard. Yeah. First post-credits scene after uh, Iron Man. First post-credits scene and probably the best post-credits scene. Mm. Actually, no, I've got... Actually served a purpose. I've got I've got one better, but I'll talk about it in a bit. Oh, wow. Uh, in Transformers, Rise, yeah. of the, Rise of the Beasts. Okay. No, I'll, I'll, I'll say it now. There is a... They originally had a post-credits scene in that, but they, it was too important... So they just went, nah, we'll we'll put it on the end of the movie now. It's yeah. the last scene of the movie. Yeah. But it was conceived as a post credit sequence okay. and it made me for the first time since Nick Fury showed up. Yeah. I gasped. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm gonna see this now. Went, I'd just Whoa. give up. I'd give up. Yeah. Because I I just uh, the Beastmasters as the toys, I didn't like them. No, so but they're, they're pretty cool in this. I'll be all right. Yeah, you know, this is a movie's uh, its primary audience is, you know, young children. Of course it is, yeah. So if you can... You, you, 
And if you people can my accept... age, you have the toys. Well, yeah, I had the to toys also, but you you also you've got to watch it in a or through yeah, a yeah. filter that you know that it's it, it's not exactly made for oh, the forty odd year olds. You know, I'm not expecting it be perfect. It's I it's mean, you know it's great fun though. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Not quite as good as Bumblebee, but certainly better than uh, uh, Transformers two or three or four. Yeah, yeah. So it's up there. Yeah. See, I've I've always been a, a big proponent for the first one that Spielberg produced. The first one was good with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, it was all right. He was great in I it. Didn't, I didn't mind him in in them. I mean, they. I, I thought they were they were all right. I mean, the one that I didn't. I'm not sure what to make of that King Arthur one. No, it was it a was, mess. It was, I just, I don't remember a scene now. No. I really don't. I saw it after it was out and all. I didn't, that's the first one. I didn't go see it at the cinema because it just didn't, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a funny property, but yes, um, we, with Secret Invasion, I, yeah, I can, I, can I recommend it? I, can, I, I think it's worth watching and it's fun. It's nowhere near as good as I was hoping it would be. I think maybe. If you are going in with expectations that this is going to follow the epicness of the that particular comic book branding, yeah, you'll be forget forget you'll about be dismally it. Dismally disappointed. But if you go in expecting an, a, a very adult chapter of the MCU, yeah, yeah, I, I'm saying this Tinker based on Taylor Sol, Soldier Spy kind yeah. of. Yeah, I'm saying this based on um, my own experience. I've only seen one episode. Yeah, I'm going to catch up this week. So, because I'm not far behind, yeah. Uh, but I, I would say check it out, definitely. Well, I, I t- look the it does get better. It's not got worse. It's got right. better. Well, I'm I mean, in the for a treat then. There's actually a pretty shocking scene between Fury and and Rhodes War Machine. Oh, uh, right. That was the, there's some okay. good stuff, and you get you start to go, oh right. And I am at the stage where I'm thinking, I wonder who is a scroll and who isn't. Uh, so, but it's not got me to that point because it's a good conceit, isn't it? Battlestar Galactica did it in it, its final couple it, of they, seasons, they did didn't it, they? They did it really well up until the very very end when suddenly everybody was one and then <laughs> and then and when everybody's one it gets it's not, a bit it's not quite special yeah, anymore yeah, no, is it they just didn't know what to do at that point i think so should we move it uh, flash? oh by the way i'm going to give yeah. transformers rise of the beasts three stars also there you go yeah definitely guys if you've ever enjoyed another transformers movie don't be put off yeah yeah check it out it's this good. is one of the best beastmasters it not as good as Bumblebee though. That's the best. Anyway, yeah. moving on yep. to the Flash. To the Flash. Yep. Um, the Flash. By the way, we, we were talking about post-credit sequences. This has got to be the movie with the worst oh, post-credit boy. sequence I've I'd forgotten ever about it. Seen in my life, I do not understand what on earth they were thinking of. Just a pissed, pissed. If you want to see pissed up Aquaman. Then here's your five, here's your little bit at the end. Yeah, it was almost like they were trying wow. desperately to explain why people are going to be seeing Aquaman two in yep. December. Yeah, despite this, all these multiverse shenanigans yep. and this, you know, the promise of the new James Gunn DC universe that yep. is rebooted, uh, that he's rebooting, but was not in the Flash. Yeah, I was stunned. Yeah. Because that was always our theory, wasn't it? Yeah. That that was going to happen. Oh, this right. Flash movie was going to uh, make sure that all those other iterations were canonised. Oh, yeah. And don't worry, 
there's a brand new Superman coming, which is going to uh, launch a brand new, cleaned up, brilliant yeah. DC universe. They didn't bother. No. 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 Well, it's none. It's none. So basically, uh, going doing the rounds, people who had seen this were coming out saying, this is the best superhero movie ever made. Or one of them. One of them. Uh, one of them. One yeah. of them. Uh, this is amazing. Um, I've even seen one or two people who actually do love this. So all I can say is, I don't. And if you do absolutely think that this is one of the best superhero movies ever made, you need help. <laughs> you need real help. This it's, this it's thing. It's not the, one was, of the best this year. It's is not it? one of the. It's. I don't. I just don't know what to say to you. No, the, I don't. It did it deliver on the there. There is a he goes. He changes. He flashes back in through time and changes time and stops his mother from being killed and then he changes everything and it's the it's the it's the miniseries flashpoint in the comic books comes back and that's what led to the the series the new fifty two comic books that everybody hated uh, eventually and they eventually shit back shuffled the way back to normal continuity and undid it all. Now you have to say, go into this yeah. Multiverse was wearing a bit thin, although Oof. we after this we have a movie that we're going to talk about that that even after this mess that I'm about to describe this this other movie manages to do the multiverse shuffle yep. and uh, in a different way. Yep. Now this, uh, yeah, he changes it so then he goes and tries to put it right. There's another version of him, and if you think one version of him is annoying. There, there is. They he actually finds a younger, more annoying version of his Barry Allen character. So you've got two of Ezra Miller on screen. It's enough. It's just. It's enough to tip you over the edge of sanity watching those two. It, it drove me mental. I hate this version of the Flash. I hate this version of Barry Allen. Give me the one on the TV show. He's a nice, lovable character. The guy who plays him can run. He doesn't run like some sort of. Yeah, and um, so I shouldn't say that, should I? But it's no. I know, but it's it's just I don't know what to say to you. It just it does what it does. It tells that story. He then goes to change everything back so he can come back. Um, he's obviously this introduces because he's in a different universe. His mother's alive, but things are different. And Bruce Wayne is um, Michael Keaton again for some reason. Now that alone. Seeing him as Batman again and the scenes with him were worth watching. I like them scenes. However, they even managed to sort of fuck that up a little bit towards the end. I mean, the battle sequences and all the rest of it. I mean, and, and it's interesting because back then, that that was a one piece. He couldn't even turn his head in that outfit, you know? And um, that was a very rigid costume that he had in 1989 and in Batman Returns 92. So in this, you do get to see him doing superhero stuff, swinging through the air and doing all the stuff that, that you couldn't have done back then because there was no CGI, yeah? But that doesn't mean it looks real. Who? Batman. Batman swinging about doing his stuff. Nothing in this film looks real. It looks like a cartoon to begin with, and then they go to the multiverse, and then you hear all the cameos that you've heard everything about. Nick Cage was there as Superman, and the if you if you can recognise him as Nick Cage, <laughs> I 
they again you need i've had my lenses replaced in my eyes you need it doing as well the effects you need the effects doing. in that that sequence uh, were absolutely shockingly I, poor I, and i've I, heard I, um, lost the words andy muschietti the director saying that uh, oh, hasn't he so, got a shop in little shop of horrors um Oh, that was a uh, Mushnicks. Oh, sorry, wasn't it? right? Mushnicks. Okay. Mushnicks. Mushnicks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Andy Mushnicks. Should stick to making alien flowers, <laughs> alien plants. No, that mean green mother from outer space. He landed in his. That <laughs> he didn't create him, did I know, he? I'm only kidding. He just nurtured him. Yeah. And then uh, like if this guy's nurtured this. Yeah, he he was saying that the VFX were purposely uh, bad. Yeah, but I think that was to um, match something. I think what they did was tried their best with those uh, cameos at the end, yeah. realised that they couldn't quite get them right, so yeah. made all the other effects in that similar uh, oh, multiverse I, bubbles arena, they basically whatever. basically got the shittiest bit and then made everything else look, look shit. shit. so it matched yeah. and so it looks like it's on purpose. Yeah. This will all make sense if you've seen the movie. Oh, boy. It won't make any sense. Yeah. So, if so it sounds amazing now. on paper. I mean, Superman the movie, Superman 2, Superman 3, and even Superman 4 that was made after, which was done with, um, was done by Canon. Then... That they the you had Supergirl. Supergirl was the last movie that was made uh, out of the initial run. So you had Superman the movie, Superman two, Superman three, and then Supergirl, and then there was a massive gap before Superman four. My well, favorite Supergirl. Supergirl was Supergirl. Supergirl is a massively underrated superhero movie with great wirework special effects where she looks like she's flying, and there's lots of scenes in it where it is really convincing she that she's flying. She looks more realistic in that movie than this one. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So Helen Slater played Supergirl really well, and and that was it. But there was supposed to be a cameo in that film and Chris Reeve was supposed to turn up later on and go and welcome her to Earth and tell her what an amazing job she'd done, you know, and then and that's it. So you add them together just for a few minutes and Chris Reeve couldn't do it because he'd fallen out with them. He'd fallen out with them over pay and said that he wasn't going to work with them again and he had to be cut. He only did Superman 4 because it was new people, canon. And it, they had a history of this. The the um, the guys who, who made those Superman movies, they didn't famously want to pay Marlon Brando to do Jor-El for Superman 2 yes, and, and kept his footage. Yeah. So they have a bit for, so it's nothing new. So he didn't do that cameo. So you never saw Superman and Supergirl of that universe on screen together. So in this, you did. Supergirl, Helen Slater, Supergirl, Chris Reeves, Superman were there together in for their a world. very brief moment, yeah. Just for a moment, yeah. stood together. She flew in at the side, because you saw him first, and I went, oh, there's Chris Reeve, Reeves. Is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It I, got, is. I got a photo out and just put it near the screen just to make sure. And, and then she turned up, and I thought, well, you know what? It's heartwarming, that, if it, looked, if it didn't look like a <laughs> fucking cartoon. Uh, they just announced today that this is uh, uh, very, very shortly will be available Boy. on digital as well. So, oh, I'll bet. Yeah, I, I would. I would have said, oh, oh maybe they'll have a little bit more time to tinker, tinker with it before they release it now. But they, nah, nah, they won't. They've lost a fortune. They, with they this is one of the biggest box office bombs of all time because they had to reshoot it. The end budget is estimated to be three hundred and eighty 
million dollars as is oh, as is the, the, the as is dial a destiny weirdly they both end up at that because they both had that extensive reshoots it's added another hundred not million to the to the budget both of them uh, had to basically make a billion yeah. to make a profit both of them did and neither of them did and this is where problem where you make a movie for a third of a billion and you're expecting you you only got yourself to blame and when it's this shit because believe me when I say Dino Destiny is a masterpiece compared to The Flash. The, the Flash is just terrible. Terrible. And like I say, you wait to the very end and then you get you get Aquaman in a puddle. Yeah. Pissed up. Yeah, he's yeah. hammered. Isn't that funny? Bet you what you wanted that, didn't you? The we may as well Shit. just uh, uh, briefly break there now that we're talking about Superman to talk about the the cool Superman legacy news that broke yesterday. Oh, yeah. This is the one that's out in t- exactly to the day. Yeah. Two years' time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or two years to that's yesterday. A lot of pressure. Guy Gardner's been cast. Mm. Uh, it's Nathan Fillion playing him. Yeah, that that's perfect. I really love that. That's perfect. It is. One of my favourite characters. Perfect. Guy Gardner, absolute bell end. Yeah. Isn't he? But Gunn has also explained that... that He'll be playing Guy Gardner throughout the universe, whether it be in the big movies yeah, or yeah. on TV. Yeah. I think there's also a Green Lantern TV show. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be in that. That's really cool. So that's good. I mean, they, they while we were away, they cast the Superman Lois or whatever. I, I was still away. Came back and they um, they were casting him yeah. just as they got. And they, Lois Lane is Rachel uh, Brosnahan. Yeah, that's right. She turned thirty three today. Yeah, and um, uh, Clark Kent is yeah. uh, Sweetie. What's it? Sweetie Bollocks. I can't remember <laughs> his fucking name now. It's Sweet. I can't remember it now. It's David Corrin Sweat. Corrin Sweat. That's it. Sweat or sweet? Yeah, sweetie Sweat. Sweetie Sweat. Sweetie Sweat. In it somewhere. Um, so he's the thing is, what's really amusing is they all lost their minds to Snyder Knights because they went, "Oh, good, good on you, James Gunn. You've basically gone and, and hired someone who, who's literally a clone. He looks exactly like Henry Cavill." Yeah, you fucking morons. Why do you think they hired him? Because <laughs> why do you think they hired Henry Cavill? It's because they bear a resemblance to the character in the comic books. That they both got hired for that. So they are going to look alike, aren't they? God, people are such numbnuts. I know. Aren't they? I only know Corrin Sweat from... Um... And I don't even... Do, do Sounds we, like a disease, doesn't it? It does, and I'm not 100%. Have you got the Gorin sweats? Yeah. <laughs> Have you got it? What do you do with it? What I'm, do you take I'm not 100% that? sure I'm pronouncing Drink it Drink a right, lot of water. Oh, well. We saw him, we saw him in uh, Pearl, didn't yeah. we? Was he? He was the projectionist oh. in Pearl. Yeah. So he re- he hasn't broke at all yet. No, he's, he's only doing no. The, he's that's he, not a huge movie, the big budget movie. Nope, not at all. And it was only a, quite a small role, wasn't yeah. it? A small role in a in a quite well, a small movie. It came movie. out of nowhere because he was not on any list that anyone was bantering about. There were lots of names being passed around, and he wasn't on any of them. And you look back at an old interview, uh, Some somebody um, uh, dug this out, and he's talking about his dream role. This was about 10 years ago or something like that. Mm. And he says, my dream role is to play 
Superman one day. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to. Good for him. I want to instill Superman with that that hopeful nature that um, I think he he harkened back to the Chris Reeves days yeah. or 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 other yeah. comic books yeah. themselves, where Superman was a beacon of hope That's for the world. Literally, the character that people want to see. Uh, yeah. So you don't it, want he's... neck snapping, moaning shit like you've had. You don't want fucking sinks being smashed over people's heads. You know, <laughs> I mean, some of the shit they've seen in those Snyder films, it's beyond belief. Yeah, the the one that always gets me is the uh, the the family on the roof of the house. Oh, God. and they're and they're just... all about to drown. They've already oh, no. lost the house. Who knows if oh, they've no. had a kid or had one of the kids? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, killed and in that bloody he's flood. Messiah in it. Yeah, he's just hovering over. Yeah, he's him. the Messiah, it's like a frightening spectre. Yeah, no, I think you you dismissed. I I want to redo that with What's... some audio there where they're just going, "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Cut, yeah. Get down We're here. here. You get can fucking here, see look. us, matey. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> up there, oh, guffing or something. I'm just I don't so know. sick of it. I just I don't want to see any hint of this gods amongst men shit. In these, I just want a bit of fun, and I want to read. I want to watch a film that looks like the comic books I used to read. Thank you. That'll do me. No depth. I'm a shallow person. I'm easily entertained. Then again, that the the, uh, the fa- phase one is called Gods to, Gods and Monsters. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, I know. So. That's where I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping it's going to go in different ways. Gunn also said that. This isn't going to deal with Superman's origin story at all. Yeah, yeah. He says, we've seen it, we know it, we're just cracking on. Don't need it. But he will be at an age where he's at, he's, he's at the paper still. Yeah. Uh, with Lois. Yeah. 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 That's it. It'd be perfect if they just said it where he's, she hasn't figured out his secret identity yet and he's um, he's doing his Superman shtick early days and his greatest threats are yet to come. Yeah. Perfect. Boom. Let's get on with it. Isabella yeah. Mercer was cast as well yesterday mm. as um, Hawk Girl. Oh, blimey. Okay, I'm glad she's in it. Yeah, she's great. We've talked about her on the show before. Yeah. Um, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah. Dora the Lost City of Gold. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. And she was in a couple of those Transformers movies as well, wasn't yeah. she? The, the ones yeah. with Marky Mark in. Yeah. Yeah, the, the shit ones. I remember. Yeah. And uh, someone else is Mr. Terrific. I'm going to have to get his name out, though. Edie Gethegi. Oh, God, I, can't, I, don't, I don't even know how to write that. No. and he's Man, So who's it. who's Mr. Terrific, then? Well, he's he's from the Justice Society. He's uh, one of the the younger version, members of the Justice Society. He, he, they have different origins for him, his powers. He's, he used to have a jacket, and it just said fair play on it and all that. But I've ne- I never really liked him that much, so... There's a bit of a head scratch of that, but the actor you'll you'll know the actor from season three of um, For All Mankind, yeah. And I'm definitely not looking at that on IMDb, yeah, right now, right, definitely not. I'm I'm looking forward to this film, you know. Me too, because I mean, I think if they can't get it right now, after all these examples of what people don't want and how not to do it, then there's no point. I do feel though. I'm just going to throw this out just as a cautionary thing. I think it's unfortunate that he's doing all this and this big reboot and new universe at a time where I am getting major signals of fatigue off even people that I know who love this stuff. Yeah. That that 
are missing. They've started missing TV shows now. They've started not seeing some of the movies that have come out. And I'm seeing it off a, a lot of people. It's, I, um, you know, it's like an epidemic, isn't it? Yeah, people are switching off in fatigue. droves. Star Trek fatigue sat in with Discovery because people yeah. were turned off from what they'd seen. There was Star Trek fatigue at the end of uh, Enterprise because it had been on TV 17 years, and then it took a, a what such a long time to come back. And now this strange new world has got everyone buzzing again. Yeah. But it's taken a long time to get people re-infused into Star Trek again. You know, it, Star Trek Picard gone back. Now, know. oh yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard. That you know, gone Tim back. speaking to somebody over the weekend yeah. about that, even yeah, about yeah. season um, season three of Picard. Yeah, but we say this about the burnout of superhero movies and TV, um, but across the Spider Verse, and this had the extra added fatigue value of multiverse yeah we both to went the in. point where we didn't see it on opening day no no we no. waited we went as a, a duty yes because we knew that doing the show and we're doing the mag we might we wanted to see it we liked the first one yeah, a lot sure that sure. was that was five years ago yeah. though but there was nothing really in the trailer that suggested you were getting anything more than that movie Correct. and we'd already seen all this and what a shock we had yeah um, not this this movie. The box office of this movie was uh, in absolutely incredible. Yeah, and it just goes to show that people will still turn out for something that is word this of good. mouth is still potent. It really is, and thank goodness because word of mouth will save everything. Yeah, it will. It you will. know, if Flash really was one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Yeah. People would have turned up, yeah, but they I didn't. Believe so. This movie, for, for me, I'll just say right right now, because we've got like four minutes to go, this was my first five-star movie of this year. Right. I, can't, I can't fault it. It's, it's one of the best movies I've seen in, in years. The, the animation is on a level... I don't think I've ever experienced. It's a masterpiece of animation. This is this is two a uh, little over two hours, it's I believe, as, it's and there is not breaking. It, it really is. These techniques I've never seen. I this don't know how they. I, I don't know how they pulled no, it off. No, I tell you, they, this is a it's a two D animation, but it's done in a way with there are techniques I've never seen. This this imagery I've never seen. I've genuinely never seen anything quite like this film. I think I think the Across the Spider Verse is, is a wonderful film. Yeah, I really do, and and it's got the best soundtrack of the year. I think you played I mean, you played right one at the opening of this, yes. this this very episode. Yep, I was amazed. I've seen it twice now. I actually mm. went back mm. to check it out again, again, mm. which is one of the first times I've I've done that this year. Yeah, and I was absolutely amazed at the uh, the the storytelling capabilities. They they made me care so much mm. for these characters and their families in no time at all. The economy of, of storytelling is is staggering. The action sequences, uh, I've, I've heard some of these action sequences literally took four years. Yeah, I can Four it. years to complete yeah. a single action sequence. But it's... it's, it's it's there on screen. We should have the, opened with this the because hard work is on screen. We we should have got not. We should have opened with this and, and 
poured more love on this. Well, than, no, because we weren't people, hating Indiana people Jones. People want but, to go and see this, and, yeah. and and we don't. We can be frugal on on why it, it, you've just got to go because it's got so many weird and interesting characters. It's got a great story. It's got amazing visuals. If you go and see it in a cinema with great sound as well, the sound is so important mm-hmm. in this film. It's so it's immersive. It's bombastic. The soundtrack is banging. It's just fantastic to see. Yeah, don't worry about the multiverse angle. This is uh, one mm. multiverse project that uh, earns all that kind of stuff. It's integral rather than some silly um, mechanism, story mechanism to. Um, Mm. Uh, be gimmicky yeah. or solve a rights issue, which yeah. is how this ugly stuff started in the first place. Yeah, um, And don't worry about superheroes as well. Even yeah. if you're tired of those, it's got something new to say. You will, uh, it's, it was, yeah, it was incredible. It is absolutely amazing. And, and that is, to me, it's a five-star movie. It's part one yeah. of two movies, though. So... Yeah. Make sure you go in knowing yeah. that because I've heard some people yeah. were quite surprised at the to be continued. But but it's but it does have a natural ending. It does, and it's exhilarating. Yeah. And I, it is, and yeah. it makes you want to watch the other. But it I cannot wait. But you're not sat there devastated because it's not next week. It's one of the best yeah. cliffhangers I've ever seen. Correct. This movie used to be called Across the Spider Verse Part One, yeah. and it's only in about the last six months they changed the title of the next yeah. one. They dropped the Part One and Part Two. Yeah. The next one's called Beyond the yeah. Spider Verse. If only uh, the Fast X guys and and people like that could cotton on to that because you're going to have Fast X Part 2 coming up in a couple of years. We haven't, had, three. We haven't even had a chance to speak to that. If there's anything oh, we've, we've boy. forgotten we've, about, we missed we'll, Fast X. Yeah, because we've got, we've got to get out of here now for the next show. Quick but, recommendation um, for The Boogeyman as well. Go, go see on. that. Rob Savage's Boogeyman. Yeah. It's, uh, it's excellent. Right. Excellent horror movie. But okay. Sorry, four stars. Right then. Okay, well... That's we've tried to get up to date. We'll be back anyway, so we we'll, um, I think it's me and Martin next week. So I've been Mike, he's been Chris, and we will see you next week.
to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International.